Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Yes, we are the Puro Pinche Primos. I'm your primo Luis Velasquez. That is your primo Christopher Costello, I think. He seems to be having some technical difficulties. He's giving me this look that I've seen plenty times before. As we were growing up, like, oh crap, something's wrong. Yes, it is. It's okay. He's going to be right with you, folks. I promise. He's working the issue out now. I'm back. Oh, there he is. There he is. I, I, for, I forgot the, like, much-needed headphones. I have oh. not worn headphones in a while. And was like, what is missing? Why is the audio not right? But I'm back. He's back. And we're back for the, uh, what I like to call the Louis Velasquez Christmas edition episode. Because this is your favorite episode of all time to do. This is the the best week of the year. It's not Christmas, right? It's not my kids' birthdays. It's not my anniversary, okay? It is NFL Draft Week, right? <laughs> NFL Draft Week, and and I I know that part of that reason is that it's the NBA playoffs, and also Major League Baseball is in full swing by this point. But as you like to say at every episode, the NFL rules this country, whatever yeah. line that you There's, there's a lot of stuff going on in this country right now. Uh, when Tucker Carlson got fired, right? Um, Don Lemon Don, got Don, fired. Don Lemon got fired. None of that matters. Okay. None of that matters right now. What matters is the NFL draft. And what I've put out and we'll put out on our Instagram uh here soon is the Puro Pinche Primos NFL Mock Draft Primo. I have worked tirelessly on this. And you know me. like th- I've been doing this for years now, right? I have been doing this for years out of fun. Right? This is fun for me. Right? This is... I watch film. I look into teams. What they need. Who are they looking into? I'm going in. I'm looking at GMs. Like who is he usually drafting? I am the Latino version of Mel Kiper. <laughs> you need that haircut and, and like your own version of those glasses. <laughs> I I think about the amount of like time and effort, which I was very impressed by that you put into uh, the NCAA men's uh, bracket uh-huh. this year. And I know that that is nothing in comparison to the amount of time that you spend putting together this uh, NFL mock draft. So I'm excited for you. I'm like really, really excited for you. I feel like I'm almost like part of like a birthday celebration for you to do this episode. (laughs) Uh, And it's actually probably the easiest episode that I have to do because I basically get to like put my feet up and just listen to you tell me who's going to get drafted at what spot without having any idea. Although, depending on how accurate you are, I'm going to take full credit of this right. mock draft as no. well. But we'll see. We'll no. see how that's going. Yeah, I, I've got crazy information like, you know, like 40 times for tight end Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Like just stupid information that a normal person <laughs> should not know right now. But, again, let's go Let's go ahead and hit this uh, mock draft up, all right? I'm going to tell you one thing right now, Primo. Uh, this was the hardest mock draft to put together I've ever put together for, all right? And a couple of reasons why, right? Um, one, there's not a lot of first-round talent in this draft, right? 
there's maybe 15 to 16 legit first round talent um and then the first round talent that there is there's still like the top tier of the talent there's a lot of questions behind it you have Bryce Young who undoubtedly by the film the best quarterback in the league best quarterback coming into the draft but he's also 5'10 204 pounds right and just for those of you that don't know just go look up the amount of concussions this year that Tua Tagovailoa had Dolphins. And he he is smaller than him, right? He is exactly my point. Yep. (laughs) The thing, like, if you look up a picture of Bryce Young and Mina Kimes, Mina Kimes like uh, took his draft status way low when that picture came out. It was pretty. That's just cold blooded. Out of all the people, Mina Kimes is the one that you are comparing this man to. Well, she did, she had a picture with them earlier in the year, and they were like looking at each other eye to eye. It was pretty bad, right? But anyway, so you got Bryce Young, uh, who who should be by film wise the top quarterback in the league coming in the draft. Then you have somebody like Jalen Carter, and Jalen Carter is a defensive tackle out of Georgia. When you watch his film, he is the most dominant player. He is the most elite. Like, nobody else dominates like Jalen Carter. Yeah, I, I got to see some film of him getting through the line, and I like I got scared. I was like, no, 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 run. Like, <laughs> terrified of that film. Exactly, exactly. But he comes with a lot of questions, right? He comes with a lot. He's got a lot of off-the-field issues. Um, he was involved in that incident where, unfortunately, one of his teammates a teammate and like a trainer uh, died in, in an automobile accident. Apparently they were drunk. He was racing one, the other car. They got in it. He fled the scene, came back on the scene. Uh, just total fiasco of, of handling that situation. And then yeah, there's... And the Georgia. What's that? And the University of Georgia and how they handled the response to that in that situation. Right, right. And then there's also a lot of stuff coming for Jalen Carter as far as coaching-wise, right? There's a lot of coaches uh, saying that he's hard to coach. He kind of thinks he knows everything. He's not really a team player. There's just a lot. So he's going to need – if 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 Jalen Carter didn't come with all that baggage, like he would be a top – like besides quarterbacks going off the board, uh, he would be the next one, right? He would be the can't-miss thing. And then to me – and this one actually hurts me. The number one player on this on on this NFL draft is by far Bijan Robinson. Yeah, B- I, I keep hearing you. You know, I love offensive guys, right. right? And I keep hearing that this is probably the best uh, running back prospect in the last fifteen to twenty years. Yeah, he there. There's no reason to take him off the field other than he's tired, right? He can can run in between the tackles. He can run outside the tackles. You can line him up in a slot. He can catch out of the backfield. He can block, right? He doesn't miss blocking. He's everything. He he is, to me, if you put him on your team, you're inserting a Christian McCaffrey right now without uh, the injury problems, right? You Christian McCaffrey put in, I never have to take him off the field if I don't want to. Right? Which it's crazy to me though. It's crazy to me how to to me like so many GMs are gonna just cause they don't value running backs like that. 
Like he may slip down to 19, 20. I've even heard like maybe at 27 maybe to be the number. Like you can't, you can't miss this guy. And if you're overthinking this, uh, it's crazy. You're gonna, you're just gonna be upset, and it hurts me. It hurts me as a University of Texas fan because the last two years I was like, why are we not using Bijan more? Why give him the ball? Give him. He should have been up for Heisman's these last two years, but we didn't feed him the ball enough, and it pissed me off. But he is absolutely an elite talent as far as tier wise. Like it's, it's him, and then like nobody even close when it comes to running backs in this in this draft. Yeah, and those are the really the guys that I look for. Like I, I, unfortunately, I don't really care about the offensive linemen. Although I do believe that they make everything happen right for the team. But you're talking about Bijan Robinson, six foot, two hundred twenty pounds, the Doak Walker Award winner, and unanimous All American this past year. I, when I keep hearing all these things, from I just get excited, and I'm kind of like watching the draft just to see who gets this one guy. Because I love thinking about just like, it's video games to me, like placing a guy just in a spot and being like, oh, I can't wait to see all the things that they get to do with him. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Like, and I can, I can see teams later, like trying to trade up to get him. Um, but I hope he should be gone, uh, hopefully within the top 10 picks. But let's get into it, Primo. Let's get into it. Let's We start up the Carolina Panthers got the number one pick. They traded up. With the Chicago Bears a couple of weeks back. To me, and I talked about them earlier, like, you can't miss. The only reason you don't pick Bryce Young is that you don't think he's going to be healthy enough. He can take the hits. That's the only reason. He's far above uh, C.J. Stroud. Um, He's far above uh, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, like, um, there's nothing on his tape that you can question, right? And even his height and and his uh, his weight, you can't question. Like he he hasn't got hurt, you know. He has figured out how to 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 look in between uh, the linemen. He did, He's only had three batted balls. Uh, no, two. He had two batted balls uh, batted down this season, right? So like it doesn't seem like his height. Is that much of a factor to him, at least in college? Of course, NFL is going to be different. But to me, it's, it should be no doubt about it. Bryce Young goes to Alabama, goes to Carolina Panthers. With the first and so pick. my quick question for you on him is how much of this is because he's coming out of Alabama where they all have all like five-star blue chip linemen on uh, every single year in their program? Versus the fact that it's him solely as a talent. Yeah, I think to me, uh, it, it's his talent. His talent himself. Uh, the, even this past season, uh, when you look at the Alabama staff and the, like they don't, they didn't have the wide receivers, right? They don't have the usual wide receiver crew that that you have. You know, your Julio Jones and uh, your Calvin Ridley's and whatnot. Um, they didn't have those kind of, of wide receivers this year. And for him to still come out as the Heisman Trophy winner with that, I mean, he just he carried that team on his back because they did not have the talent on offense like they usually do, um, which is why they weren't in the in the playoffs, right? They, they just didn't have that talent. But he himself definitely took it upon himself to, to go out there and, and, and carry that team and be a leader of that team. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's purely on his talent, right? Yeah, so at number two, although 
for you, it seems like the obvious choice. Right. But they still are the Houston Texans. Where do the Houston Texans go at the number two spot? Listen, in this I, I have been convinced the Houston Texans are going to go uh, quarterback here. Right. I've been convinced. I've heard a lot of even today as as we're recording this uh, this episode today. Uh, a bunch of like it looks like they're not going quarterback. Uh, like they may be going after Will Anderson out of Alabama as an edge. Uh, uh, they have D'Amico Ryan's a new head coach, a defensive-minded head coach. Looks like they want to build up that defense. That's everything, everything, everything. And it's so hard uh, the week of of uh, of the NFL draft. So much crap comes out, right? So much strategic. Let me tell them that I want to draft here. So maybe they're going to, uh, you know, make another team worry and try to see if they're going to uh, – come up and, and trade up or whatnot. I still have to believe that ultimately when it comes out, they're going to look at their roster and realize that they don't have a quarterback. And they're going to CJ Stroud is right there. Like you just, yeah. Can, can you as a franchise be fortunate enough to get the number two pick, not have a franchise quarterback or even a quarterback and not go quarterback? Like, can you see any franchise doing that? I, I mean, I can see the Texas. They've done it. Remember, uh, years ago, they went they went after Mario Williams uh, as the first pick when Reggie Bush was out there. Uh, they, Vince Young was out there. They needed so much, and they they crapped the league and, and <laughs> grabbed Mario Williams. Right, that's definitely something they can do. But when it comes to to this draft, I have to say C.J. Stroud. Is by far like there's there's tier there's a Bryce Young tier to me, who you don't have the only question that you have for Bryce Young is is his height and his weight for C.J. Stroud to me it's a little bit different looking at this team he has the height he has the weight he looks like your prototypical uh, quarterback in the pocket um, he on the when we talk Bryce Young like do they have did he uh, have advantage of the wide receiver C.J. Stroud had that advantage. He has the wide receivers on his team, right? He has Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be an elite, elite wide receiver when he comes out next year, right? We're talking about him at the top three pick, right? Uh, Jackson Smith and, and Jigba he had for a little bit. I mean, that team was just stacked as far as wide receivers. When I looked at C.J. Strauss' tape, um, the only problems that I saw with him all looked like it could be coachable, right? Rolling to his left, he's not very accurate. He usually freaks out when he rolls out to his left, um, unless there's a, there's a an out pattern there or a running back there, five five to seven yards. Like he's not completing that pass. Also, it also seems like he can go to option one, option two, and then that's it. Right? He doesn't usually scan to the field to go to see what option three is. And if option two is not on the same size field as option one, he he's just gonna take off and run. Right? That seems to me that that can be coachable if you have. You know, if you're confident in your coaching staff, uh, you can get possibly uh, the best quarterback in this in this draft, right? If you can just fix those things that I, that I feel are coachable things, um, then then you can be all right. So Houston Texans, like, I'm okay if you screw this up, right? If you're gonna go after a Will Anderson instead of a C.J. Stroud, that's fine with me. Uh, as a Titans fan, like, go ahead and do that, please. At number three with the Arizona Cardinals, we know the turmoil that they've gone through. Um, they got rid of their coach and favorite NFL man crush. Um, 
and and Texas uh, longtime uh, Texas influence, obviously Texas raised and grown. Um, how much? Yeah, I'll let you say his name since since I know that he's your guy. Well, I think uh, you were talking about. Um, dang, what is his name? I'm forgetting his name too. Anyway, he's no longer there. You, <laughs> right? Is that, so, you're, talk, you're talking about the coach. Yes, I'm talking about the coach. Yeah, no, he's no longer there. He got fired. He is now an offensive assistant at USC. Yes. And uh, but I mean they've they've got so many problems. The Arizona Cardinals are like they want to get out of this pick. Yeah. So now, is there a possibility that they want out of Kyler Murray? Do you see that as a possibility for that franchise? I, I, that's do, just me I do see that as a possibility. I don't see that this year. Next year, when you have Caleb Williams, you have a lot more top-tier uh, quarterback, um, then yes, I can see that. And I, I wouldn't put it past them. But this year, no. They're not going to go quarterback this year. Like I said, they're going to try to trade out of this pick. Um, and if, it, I feel like if, if they don't trade out of this pick, then this this uh, draft is a loss for them. Me playing devil's advocate, if one of these top two teams – does not draft one of these top two quarterbacks that you just mentioned. Do the Arizona Cardinals draft a quarterback? No, no, they don't draft a quarterback. They're ah. not, they're not going to do it this year. Like I said, they and because you got to think they just gave uh, Murray an extension, right? They just signed him to the no uh, Call of Duty contract during <laughs> work hours. Um, so who does Arizona go and get? So Arizona is has to gear up and and get their get their defense on it, especially their defensive line. Their defensive line with JJ Watt leaving now is one of the worst in the league, right? And you have two guys we've talked: Will Anderson, uh, edge out of Alabama, he's an elite talent. Um, the only problem I see with Will Anderson is when he's rushing the quarterback. Um, if he doesn't beat you off the uh, off the get-go, then he doesn't really have a, a backup move, right? Like, if I'm going to speed rush you and I get caught, can he go into a spin move? Can he go into a swim move? It doesn't seem like it really has a plan. Again, that's another thing that can be coached, which I think he can be coached. And if he gets good coaching, then he'll, he'll figure that out. And, and we probably, I think if we're looking back on this draft in five years, like, he's, he's going to be the one that, like, oh, dang, he came out of that draft, right? Will Anderson, if he, if he can be coached. Right. So the Arizona Cardinals to me will go either Will Anderson, but most likely, most likely they're going to trade out of here. I see, especially if the Houston Texans do not take C.J. Stroud, you're going to see a lot of team. The, the Las Vegas Raiders, they're, they're, they're looking for a quarterback, right? Do the Indianapolis Colts trade up one to try to make sure nobody else trades up so they can get C.J. Stroud, right? The Tennessee Titans have been linked to this uh to the draft pick there. The new GM at Arizona came from Tennessee. There's a lot of back and forth going on there. The Tennessee Titans jump up from 11 all the way to three. Um, I think, I think what happens is if, if Houston, Texas select Will Anderson, then the Arizona Cardinals trade back and the Tennessee Titans come up. That's what I think is going to happen. So you think that this is not your bias as a Tennessee Titans fan. You think the Titans are willing to move all the way up from 11 to three and will be, 
like committed to jumping that far up to get a quarterback. I, th- I, th- I think as long as C.J. Stroud is there. If C.J. Stroud is available there, then, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's all depending on, on the Houston Texans, right? But otherwise, yep. for for this mock draft, I have the Arizona Cardinals not trading because uh, I, I just don't know how to uh, figure in trades into this draft. Like, there's so many different possible situations that I'm just telling you right now, right? Yeah. The, the Washington like, but, Commanders can come up, right? Uh, I mean, the Green Bay Packers, the 49ers are trying to get rid of their court. Like, there's so much different stuff that can happen. Uh, so we'll see. Atlanta Falcons are also available. But I think Arizona Cardinals, if they stick to this number three, they're going to be with Will Anderson, the edge out of Alabama. If not, they'll go Jalen Carter, who we talked about earlier, uh, who's just an elite monster. I, will, I would hope Jalen Carter doesn't go to Arizona because they don't, I don't feel like they have the structure that Jalen Carter were going to need uh, in order for them to, uh, for Jalen Carter to be successful. So uh, moving on now, the fourth pick, Indianapolis Colts are on the board. Um, they're going to go quarterback, and they're just going to sit here and wait and uh, figure out, you know, who is there. There's talk today for some reason, all this talk, that C.J. Stroud may not even be picked in the top seven. If the Indianapolis Colts have have the number four pick and C.J. Stroud is there, there's no doubt in my mind they take C.J. Stroud. Um, they're gonna wait for. They're just gonna wait this pick and whoever is there is there. They're gonna pick Anthony Richardson, according to uh, our Puto Pinche Primos draft. Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Uh, when you, when I look at his tape, man, he's just elite, like elite talent level. Like he is so like athletic. He's the most athletic dude on in the draft. Right, as far as yeah, straight, like, straight line speed, um, and that's what you're getting for it. His throwing accuracy, like I don't know, his accuracy is not good. His arm is, is tough. It's strong. Like he can he can fling it and fling it high. How accurate he's gonna be, I don't know. I, me personally, I would not. I I would not. I would not select. I would not select Anthony Richard in the top fifteen. If I was if I was a uh, if I was a team, he just I mean he got one year, um, one year of really where he where he really stood out. Right. What what makes you think that he should fall that far behind? Just, just purely not developed enough. Yeah, he's just not developing. He's not. I'm always weary of of quarterbacks coming into the draft. They have that just that one year of like. <laughs> Uh, you know, oh man, he, yeah, he came out this year and he looked good, right? Zach Wilson was that a couple years ago, right? He had nobody heard of Zach Wilson. He was barely, you know, on anybody's board. He had one good year right before the draft, and some old people overthought it, shot up, and the Jets took him at three, I think it was. And uh, I'm just really wary of that. I would never like. I need a good two year sample of of play for you to be, you know, like a C.J. Stroud. We knew C.J. Stroud was coming in. We knew Bryce Young coming into this year, right? Uh, these so other- is it Indianapolis would draft Anthony Richardson at this slot simply because they don't know that they'll ever get back to being like a number four pick in a draft? No, I just think they're they're so desperate to have a quarterback. They're so desperate to uh to fix this Andrew Luck problem that they've had since he retired out of nowhere. And they're just going to continue to swing and swing and swing uh, until they hit something. And I don't I don't think Anthony Richard is, is that hit for them. 
So, Indianapolis Colts gets uh, Anthony Richardson moving on. Number five pick, Seattle Seahawks. This is where Jalen Carter comes off the board to me. Jalen Carter would be the perfect fit. When I talked earlier, like, I don't want him to go to Arizona. Seattle Seahawks has that structure, right? They have the good coaching staff. They have the veterans that can say, hey, Jalen, you don't need to be doing this. This is how you do it. Don't be talking back here. This is not how we do it here. Instead, they have that, that, that function. And I think Seattle um, goes after him. Um, if, if he's available, if he's not already gone, then Tyree Wilson it may be a problem. Uh, maybe a, a, where they go afterwards. Um, if Jalen Carter is not available, maybe Arizona does pick him. I can see them going after Tyree Wilson, but they will definitely uh, go defense for sure, and they're definitely going to try to uh, beef up that defensive line. One of my favorite teams to watch now going into this next year is the Detroit Lions at the number six pick. Where do you think Detroit is investing in? Right, They usually, or they try to invest in offense at different times, where do you think that they're going to, where they're going to land with what type of position, but also which player do you think that they're going to be going for? Yeah, I think definitely uh, here, here, here's another scenario that we're willing to talk about, right? Is do they go after a quarterback? If a CJ Stroud is there at six, right? And we're talking about him slipping down. Do they go and say, Hey, CJ Stroud, you know, come in, you can come behind our quarterback for a year chill out um to me the the need that they have is on defense without a doubt their offense was pretty good last year right one of the top 10 offenses in the league their defense was like 30 31 in the league right there was a big high point game uh they signed cam sutton quarterback cornerback they've signed quarterback emmanuel mosley um they got david montgomery uh to to take the spot of jamal williams um, so needs to me I think they go is uh, Devin Witherspoon to me Devin Witherspoon uh, seems to be everybody's top quarterback that I've seen he's not my top cornerback uh, but ev- everything that I've read everything that I've seen Devin Witherspoon he 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 is a top tier cornerback as far as like he's aggressive, right? He's that he's that dude that you want on the corner on that island by himself. Like he's confident and stuff enough. He's gonna come up and hit too, um, part of the run game. Um, he has some hits. He's not as flexible as a, a Christian Gonzalez that I like a lot. Um, but uh, he he can get beat on one to one. He's more of a uh, like a cover two, cover three type cornerback to me. Devin Witherspoon is as opposed to man to man. But I think Detroit Lions definitely uh, go Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez. Either way, I think they're going to go cornerback uh, with the number six pick. At number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. You just mentioned a little while ago that the Raiders are obviously still looking for a quarterback. They need a new franchise quarterback. Um, they have Jimmy G, from, formerly from the San Francisco 49ers, is going to be their starter for this year. Where do you think that they need to to get better at? They they do have the running back who won the rushing title this year. We know that they went and got Devontae Adams before last season to improve that that offense. You, they have an offensive-minded head coach. Where do they draft at number seven? 
At number seven again, Las Vegas Raiders. I think one is, is if they don't trade up, they're going to try to trade down. They need a lot of different pieces that they can get later in the draft, right? Um, to me, they need to go offensive line. And Peter Skoronsky, uh to the Raiders seems fit. Peter Skoronsky and a lot of people's board is the number one uh, lineman on the board. Um, he's play he plays offensive tackle for Northwestern in the in the NFL. He's not going to be an offensive tackle. He's got too short of arms. Uh, but he can be an elite uh, guard, right? Did you say too short of arms? Yeah, too short of arms. He can't. Uh, That's my favorite line of the show. Right? <laughs> he has too short of arms. Uh, uh, so, like, uh, when you're playing tackle, right, you, uh, you're you going against these edges, and if they get that, if they have they have better arm length than you do, then, uh, you know, you're just going to get manhandled, especially in the NFL. And you saw that a lot on his film. Right where his short arms uh, cost him a lot of times, but inside, like he's aggressive, he can come, he he can shield up. So he'll be an elite guard. Um, um, in, in the NFL, absolutely, uh, he won't be an offensive tackle. So to me, Las Vegas Rager, if they don't trade up to get a quarterback or they don't trade down, uh, Peter Skoronsky to the Las Vegas Raiders is where they go. Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, what I like to call the. Uh, Tennessee Titans of Atlanta, right? They have so many former Tennessee Titan players on their team. Um, they have a former uh, offensive coordinator as their head coach. Um, the Atlanta Falcons need some help on the defensive line also. Uh, this is a good draft for edges. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I think he goes here. Atlanta Falcons goes uh, goes after him. Um I'm kind of weary of him. He didn't have a lot of production this year. His better year was his junior year. Um, this year he only had 35 tackles. He's another one that just came out of nowhere really this year. And he just, he he's a athletic freak, right? He's a perfect size. He's perfect height and weight. Um, but um, I think Tyree Wilson is, is on on a lot of people's boards higher. They, they even see him. I think it was uh, Mel Kuyper uh, that have uh, Houston Texans picking him at number two. Um, I don't see it personally when I look at his film, um, but he's high on a lot of people's board. By the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Tyree Wilson, Edge, Texas Tech. I just want people to know that when you're talking about perfect size and perfect height. I did not imagine this. He's listed at 6'6", 276. Yeah, he's big, he's a big dude. Oh, I, yeah, no. <laughs> I do not want that man chasing me. Just on that alone is, again, terrifying. No, no. <laughs> Coming up next, number nine, the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears traded down uh, with the Carolina Panthers. They got a ton of picks uh for that number one pick, um, I think personally, if you do not uh, fix this offensive line for your quarterback, then there's a problem, right? You have to come out of this draft with a uh, a way to protect your quarterback. And particularly this quarterback in Chicago because he runs, right? right? And they create organized run plays for him to go like on the edge. You need a guy that's going to be able to lead the way uh, for him to make moves and to, and to just stay healthy. So I, I think you're absolutely right in, like, you have to. How do they not go 
for an offensive lineman in this draft. Yeah, they have to go. The next one on the board, uh, we were already talking about Peter Skoronsky, and he he would be a fit in Chicago too. Um, like like I said, Peter Skoronsky can play guard. He can play tackle. Uh, but to me, Skoronsky is already off the board. So you go Paris Johnson outside of t- outside tackle, outside tackle, offensive tackle for the Ohio State. Um, he he is uh, his prototypical. He, he a lot of people have him going to the Titans also at eleven. Um, but he, Paris Johnson has great feet. He's great feet. Like he will get in front of every single rusher. Now he needs to be stronger. Uh, he needs better upper body strength, and uh, his uh, he needs to be able to sink his hips a little bit better because he he is he can get bull rushed a lot. But he will get in front of everybody. Right, you're not going to beat him to the edge. If you if you uh, go to the edge and try to swim back inside, his his feet are good enough, and he he's like really really quick for being this big dude. Um, so I got Paris Johnson offensive tackle of Ohio State going to Chicago Bears. Now here we go with number ten, Primo. Number ten, the Philadelphia Eagles have got this pick at number ten after going to the Super Bowl. Um, they don't have a. They just went to the Super Bowl. They don't have a lot of holes on their team, right? They don't have a lot of holes. If the Philadelphia Eagles do not take Bijan Robinson, then what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, right? I, they didn't run Miles Sanders, right? You lost all your running backs, and so you left that that spot open. You lost your running and- backs. You don't. There's not a lot of needs here, like. Maybe safety, but there's nobody at ten that you want to get at safety. There's definitely no inside linebackers on this on this earth. If somehow Jalen Carter lasts to ten, because I'm saying he's slipping, and a lot of people don't want to take that chance on him, then maybe I can see you going after Jalen Carter, right? And that defensive line would be absolutely elite. But there's nothing else that you need here that you get. You go get. Be, can you imagine Christian McCaffrey going to the Philadelphia Eagles? Right, that is. I'm saying again, this is Christian McCaffrey, right? 2.0, right? Can you imagine if you pick Christian McCaffrey, put him on the Eagles? That team's winning the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, this this Philadelphia GM Howie Roseman has been pushing all the right buttons for the last couple of years. Got them there. The fact that they've turned Jalen Hurts into what he is there, and not just turned him into because obviously Jalen Hurts was already incredibly talented when he got drafted but was drafted in the second round and was, like, to be forgotten, right? He was going to be a backup. They – and Philly is already scary good. The other thing is Philly (laughs) – the the thing that makes me laugh, and and I remember seeing this, they were like, the the Eagles are pushing football back, like, 100 years, where they run the ball with Jalen Hurts and just push the pile. Imagine being able to do that without having to put Jalen Hurts – in harm's way, and now you get to do that with Bijan Robinson. Yeah, absolutely. This is what when when they drafted Miles Sanders, they drafted him the year after uh, Saquon, right? This is what they thought they were going to get, right? They thought they had Miles Sanders had a bunch of upside. I mean, this dude is beyond where Miles Sanders was, like way above and beyond. This is a can't miss type of like Hall of Fame level type pick right here, and there's not a lot of these in this draft. I think there's two. There's two Jalen Carter if he can get his stuff together, and then you have B. John Robinson, right? The elite, of the elite. Everybody else is maybe Pro Bowlers, right? But these two right here are can't miss 
can't miss. And you, if 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 you're not picking just because you don't value running backs like that, that's just beyond beyond anything that I can comprehend. And maybe why I'm not a GM, but I just can't see it. Like how you're not evaluating these running backs like this, and especially being a Philadelphia Eagle team, you who don't need much, right? It's just adding the cherry to the top. I think also you just finished giving. Jalen Hurts this extension and making him the highest paid quarterback in the league, you want to protect that investment and not make him have to run the ball on a regular basis because you got rid of your starting running back. Exactly, exactly. And here we go, Primo. Number 11, our beloved Tennessee Titans are on the board. And I can tell you, we need so much. There's so much. We need everything. We have one of the worst offensive lines in the league right now, as according to roster. We may have, right now, we have the absolutely worst wide receiver crew in the NFL. Not one. What's the status out there? Out of 32 teams, 30 teams have at least a a player who's had 1,000 yards rushing. 1,000 yards receiving. It is between us and the Packers that don't have a 1,000-yard receiving crew. right? We don't have a receiver who's had more than 500 yards receiving. Did I mention that I still have a crumpled-up A.J. Brown jersey in the trunk of my car? <laughs> Maybe it'll come back. Right. But uh, under this new regime, Rand Carthon, um, I think if Perry Johnson is not there to, to shore up the offensive line, uh, which I don't have him here. Um, maybe a Broderick Jones. Um, as tackle, Broderick Jones is more of like, would definitely fit our scheme more as long as we have Derrick Henry as far as being rough and tough and like he's good for the run, right? That's another possibility. Is Derrick Henry going to be part of the Tennessee Titans at the end of this week? Is a question going on. Is Ryan, Ryan Tannehill came up today uh, as trade bait. Will Ryan Tannehill be part of the Tennessee Titans? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. But what I have the Tennessee Titans going, uh, one thing that uh, Ron Carton, the new GM of the Titans, said that we need to get faster. Right, We're one of the slowest teams in the NFL, which I totally agree with them. Uh, so you go after, the to me, the number one wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver out of Ohio State. This dude is fast and quick. He is your prototypical slot wide receiver. Right, he only played three games this year. He did get hurt, um, but that wide receiving crew last year, where you had Marvin Harrison Jr., you had Chris Olave, you had Jackson Smith and Jigman. They all said they all when they when they were asked who was the most talented person wide receiver on the team, they all said it was Jackson Smith and Jigman. Right, and so unfortunately, we were only to get be able to see him for three games this year, and in those three games, like he's just balling out, like he's just above everybody. Else. He is your prototypical slot wide receiver which we need speed so Tennessee Titans select Jackson Smith and Jig but if Please. if they do not go up and go get CJ Stroud his quarterback number 12 back on the board the Houston Texans this is the uh Cleveland Browns pick uh that they got from the trade um again having a defensive minded uh 
head coach again I, I don't see them not picking CJ Stroud but if they of course if they pick CJ Stroud um, then they're gonna go with to me Ed Nolan Smith out of Georgia um, he's he is he is a monster he's he's fast off the edge right he has a lot a lot of coaching up to do but I think uh, D'Amico Ryans will be the perfect fit for him um, if you can get him right and get him on board get him some additional move bulk him up a little bit more like he's going to be an outstanding player for it for the Houston Texans unfortunately um, if they do go and get Will Anderson with the number two pick do they get a Will Levis right here a quarterback out of Kentucky that's a possibility I don't like Will Levis at all like to me he's uh Jake Locker 2.0 right but there is a lot of hype behind him for some reason, I don't like him. Um, I think only me and you, who are uh, in any capacity, know who Jake Locker is. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't want Jake Locker on your team. Okay, we can tell you that right now. Uh, you don't need yeah, to go. I think, I think Houston gets C.J. Stroud with the second pick, and then they go defense automatically real quick. Edge Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Now, Primo, when I sent you this uh, mock draft, I did not update it. The number 13 pick no longer belongs to the New York Jets because they have officially traded for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it finally happened. It finally <laughs> happened. It, it makes you wonder, like, what took so long? Like, what were y'all doing? Like, what? what yeah, agree something, there's something shady happening. We know that. Yeah, absolutely. So now the 13th pick belongs to the Green Bay Packers. And to me, honestly, like nothing changes from my mock draft. They they go up two slots, right? Um, getting a tight end of Dalton Kincaid um, would be just that the tight end the tight end crew uh, in this in this draft class is elite. Man, there's a lot of good tight ends in this draft class, and Dalton Kincaid is is the number one tight end. He he. Whenever I look at film, you know, obviously I don't have all the time in the world like uh, like all these other guys, Daniel Jeremiah and all them. So I always look at their three toughest games, right? Like I look I look at their stats, and that's like who did they play? Okay, and the the number one team that I saw him going against was uh, USC, and he cooked them for like 170 yards. He absolutely cooked him. Was just he's good. He's he's older though. He's like 24 years old, and about to be 25. Uh, so he's got like a three to five year window in him. Um, so I, Green Bay Packers select Dalton Kincaid, and that doesn't really change for me. Now the New York, New England Patriots are on the board. Um, there's talks about them going quarterback and trying to trade Mac Jones. Which I don't blame yep. them, right? Um, do they get a Will Levis? Um, if if uh, if Anthony Richardson is still available, do they do they get him? I don't know. Um, I don't think nobody wants is going to trade for Mac Jones, so I think they're kind of stuck with him. Um, the New England Patriots lost some cornerbacks uh, this. Uh, this offseason, right? They uh who did they lose? The one the McCordys, they they McCordy uh retired. Um so to me the number one uh cornerback in this draft is by far Christian Gonzalez. Uh 
the primo himself, the Colombian from Texas, um, who went on to go play at Oregon. Um, dude, this dude is just like he—he he is so close to being in that tier where I, that I have Bijan and Jalen Carter. Um, he gets like he is just his word when you talk when you when you're gonna laugh at me, but his hips are incredible, right? <laughs> It's his. Exactly. Hey, yo. But I don't know how I, else I want to say. bring this back to. I finally got his name. Your your man crush on Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. After you talking about Christian Gonzalez. <laughs> hey, Go yo. Hey, anyways, like when you're a defensive back, and especially a cornerback, you have to be able to change directions real quick, right? You don't know Urgh. where the wide receiver is at. And so his ability to. Uh, to get beat, and he gets beat, but his, his ability to ever to to change his body around and flip his hips around uh, to make up for that is just incredible. He's a top tier to me. It's like he he's tier one, and then Devin. The only reason people pick Devin Witherspoon uh, over Christian Gonzalez is because Devin Witherspoon can hit right, and he can tackle really good. Do you really want your cornerbacks to be like? Your elite tackler, right? Elite tackler or elite, you know, pass defender, right? I, I yeah. personally say I would re- much rather have my cornerback be able to defend the pass more than I want him to tackle. So, Christian Gonzalez yeah. to the New New England Patriots, and then we got the 15th pick, who is now the New York Jets, right? New York Jets, no change to me. Now they have Aaron Rodgers. You have to shore up that offensive line. Um, I talked earlier about Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Broderick Jones, he's mean. He's tough. Like, he's rugged. He's going to punch you in the face. After you're, after a game with Broderick Jones, like, you're going to feel it. Right? He is tough. There's no doubt about it that the, uh, the New York Jets have to go offensive line. They already have the receivers. They have that talent out there. Um, there's not really another wide receiver in this draft that I would take this high. Um, so I've got the New York Jets going Broderick Jones to George, from Georgia. Now, what I want to do, the rest primo, it just kind of, you know, I don't want it to be a two-hour show here. So I'm just going to go, like, uh, the next five and just kind of give overall highlights. Not necessarily go over every team here, but just kind of go over what I think uh, will be will be big. Um, so you got Washington Commanders. Uh, they... To me, they go Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. Uh, he's the only safety worth being being picked in the first round, right? There's just and then, and then when, when I talk about uh, like the top tier uh, players, like it stops with Brian Branch, right? The re- everybody else left on this board here, uh, they're not necessarily first round talent in any other draft. Like I don't know, they would be second to third round. Now, now in this draft, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of second to third round, but there's to me there's not a lot of difference between pick seventeen and like pick fifty, right? They're all kind of right in there. Like, will be okay for your team, not necessarily like Pro Bowl type level for your team, which which I think a lot of these teams uh, will like to have when when you go into a first round pick, right? So that being said, like this stuff, I I plan to fluctuate a whole bunch, and there might be like a crazy amount of of draft trades coming up in this one because like there's gonna be a lot of teams like if their one guy is not there no more they're gonna try to trade out there's not a backup plan right they're gonna try to trade out have somebody else come trade up for them 
So I I predict that uh, this draft will have more first round trades than any other draft. So I've got again, Commanders Brian Branch, Pittsburgh Steelers. They've been known to be like all about family and stuff, and so of course Joey Porter Jr., who I think to me personally is the most overrated uh, guy on on in this first round. Joey Porter Jr. is just not that good. Like he. He's good for, like, the first five yards. He's good at man-to-man press coverage. But after that, like, in the NFL, like, he is going to uh, pick up a lot of penalties. Right? He's going to pick up a lot of pass interference penalties. And but So, Pittsburgh Steelers, Joey Porter Jr., uh, you, you think about the, uh, the Wyatt brothers that they have on their team. Uh, they have a couple of other, uh, like, brothers on their team. Um, so I just see them uh, picking Joey Porter. Uh, going down, our, to me, Tampa Bay has to go quarterback. They will try Will Levis out. Um, if if uh, somehow Bijan Robinson comes down to pick 19, I think they pick Bijan over Will, uh, Will Levis. But uh, they've got to figure out, uh, you know, the replacement for Tom Brady. They did sign, oh boy, who did they sign from? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, that's right. So that's obviously. They let go of uh, Leonard Fournette. Yep. Which is what you're talking about as far as like looking at a Bijan Robinson as uh, as their pick at 19. Yeah, absolutely. I think they, they go after him. If he's available, then they turn in that pick real quick. Uh, going down here, uh, Seattle goes Deontay Banks. That's cornerback. Uh, Chargers also will look for them to try to trade up for a Bijan, right? Uh, what's his name? Uh, is is asked for a trade. Yep, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler asked for a trade to get out of out of L.A. Um, I see them granting him that trade after this uh, after this draft, or maybe during the draft, right? So maybe they go up and go get you a Bijan a Bijan Robinson. Um, other than that, you know, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver TCU, uh, goes to the Chargers. Baltimore, Baltimore, what are you going to do, right? Do we finally, finally trade your quarterback today on the fir- in the first round of the draft, right? Do do they trade up with the Colts at number four, right? Give them. Uh, their quarterback and just to go get no. it, Anthony Richardson or something. Yeah, do not. That, there's no. a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk. As a Tennessee Titans fan, AFC do not want to see <laughs> Lamar Jackson twice a year. Oh, that would be horrible. And Lamar Jackson and Jacobs. Oh, come on, man. Not Jacob. Who's their running back? What's that dude's name? We're so bad with name, bro. Primo. What is that? It's not Jacob. Jacobs is a dude from uh, from the Raiders, right? Here it comes. Here it comes. You're thinking of Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. JT. Yes. So who is the previous year's rushing champion? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the rushing champion. Yes. No. I do not want to see Jonathan Taylor and Lamar Jackson together because it does not matter. They will not ever have to throw the ball anyway. They will just run down people's throats. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
So I don't know. Does Baltimore trade? Uh, I have them. They always wind up going defense in the first round, anyway. So Miles Murphy from Clemson. You got I got Jordan Addison uh, going to Minnesota, taking over Adam Thielen, who left there, um, and being the number. Which two. is really scary that tandem over there to add Jordan Addison. Yeah, with that in core. Don't give. Uh, don't give the the white Dak Prescott any more weapons. <laughs> there's talks. There's talks though that this week the Dalvin Cook is on the trading block, right? That's crazy to me. Like where there 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 was rumors of Miami being interested. Like Miami is just making moves, bro. They are just making so many moves over there. They are yeah. gearing up. That AFC East is. Is about to go nuts. Hopefully, better than the AFC West did last year, that we were all hyped up for. But the AFC is looking looking decent. Uh, Jacksonville's on the board. They go over, uh, defensive tackle Brian Brice. To me, another guy that's overrated. Um, any other draft, he'd be like a third or fourth round dude. The only reason he's here, like he was the number one recruit coming out of high school. He didn't really live up to his. Uh, to anything, Miles Murphy outshined him uh, every single game film that I saw. Um, he didn't really take over. Uh, New York Giants, Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College, um, just seems like a fit there. Dallas, man, Dallas, they need to replace Schultz, right? And like I said earlier, the the tight ends in this draft are are crazy. They're really good. Michael, any other draft, Michael Mayer would be the number one tight end. Uh, off the board, so they go Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame, who can block, who's more 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 of a, a blocking first, uh, cat second tight end, but he can catch too. Uh, Buffalo, they're also Dallas and Buffalo also Bijan, like like they're, they're going to be trying to trade up for Bijan, I believe. Um, and so look out for them to 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 try to trade up, and if they can't can't get them, especially Buffalo, if Buffalo can't get Bijan, look for him to look for them to trade back down. But if not, uh, I have them going after Lucas Van Ness, edge out of Iowa. This dude, bro, this dude, Lucas Van Ness, uh, he's just a freak. Like he looks like Hercules in pads, which is why he's up here. He didn't even start for Iowa, okay, and somehow uh, he's got. So this is just- Freak level potential that yeah, that this is all this like he's all motor like he's got no skill right. He's just outpowered everybody and now like he's your total to me. He's your total like white defensive line meathead right. He's just like oh ball let me go boom and just outpowered everybody and outworked everybody. He's got no real skill right. He doesn't have a swim move. He doesn't have a, a, a he just runs move. in a straight line. Yeah, exactly. He just. Gonna outpower everybody. So Lucas Van Ness, uh, he he won the underwear Olympics, and so he's now a first round talent for some reason, right? Um, I, the things that you say <laughs> are just out of control. You just <laughs> drop them in there as if they're just like regular things that we're all saying. <laughs> I, I do want to say to Buffalo's point where you talked about trading up is you talked earlier about Bijan Robinson going at ten for Philly because they kind of like don't have any missing spots. They're not, you know, their, their lineup is their rosters is really incredible. I feel like the running back position is really what Buffalo needs to get them over the hump. I don't think that Buffalo 
is done yet. I think they still have a small window left. It's closing. But I think if you don't have to force um, them to run their quarterback, they have a great chance if they have a consistent running back back there because they will sling it. And if they can balance that offense, they're going to be really, really dangerous. And particularly in that division that you just mentioned in the AFC East. Yeah, and just look, uh, I talked earlier. There is Derrick Henry going to be a Titan. They've been in. They have been reaching out to the Tennessee Titans and seeing what they what uh, we want for for Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry in Buffalo, Jesus Christ, man! Like, it, it's, no, don't don't do that to me, right? You just don't. That's crazy. Um, going on, uh, you've got. Cincinnati, Darnell Wright. Of course, they Cincinnati always got to sure up their offensive line. Um, that offensive line, I thought they fixed it last year. It, it kind of looked better towards the end of the year. But picking up a Darnell Wright would be just absolutely it was sure up their right side of the line. Um, New Orleans, they're going to try to trade out like all these people. New Orleans, Philadelphia, and KC are the. Uh, the last three uh, picks in the first round, I think they'll all try to trade out. Um, if not, you've got New Orleans. I, they go cornerback uh, Emmanuel Forbes, who can be right up there. Like, he's really, really close to being uh, up there with Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. Um, and then this thing, I'm going to try to add it to Miwa Adabawari. Defensive line, Northwestern. Okay. Now, you're talking about um, Specimen. This dude's about 280 pounds. Ran like a 4-4-8. Okay. Pure athlete, this dude. Right? Just pure. Like, I think this is like his only his like fifth year of playing football ever. And he's already like he's raw. Like he, somebody's gonna come up and try to get this guy and, and fix him. And in three years, four years, uh, he he can be elite if he stays healthy and is well coached. But this dude is just a monster of a human being, right? Just a monster. And to run a four four eight, that is just crazy to me. And then you got Kansas City at number thirty one. Uh, they have also they have some a little bit of offensive line problems. Um. Or they could go receiver, you know. They did lose uh, Miko Hardeman, but I don't. I don't think like I feel like they feel like they can plug in anybody in there. So uh, Anton Harrison, offensive tag out of Oklahoma, uh, who has a real good, good, real good uh, job of uh, of securing that offensive line and can get that starting spot in the in the first uh, his rookie year in Kansas City. Um, and that's it, pretty much. There's only 31 picks. What, tell me why we don't have 32 teams. Can you tell me why? What team is not in here who lost the first round pick? No, who is that? Do you remember who lost their first round pick? Because they were trying to tamper with the one Tom Brady. The Miami the Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. That's right. The Miami Dolphins lost their first round pick. There are only 31 teams selecting in the first round. What's hilarious about that is that when you immediately was like, why not? I was going to be like, wait, but New England did have their pick. Because I was like, the only team that would be doing some shady things to lose their pick would be New England. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always geared around Tom Brady. And so exactly. uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, lost their first-round pick. Uh, there, are all, there are a lot of teams that don't have a first-round pick. There are You have Philly with two picks. You have uh, – who else has two picks in this first round here? Uh, Detroit has two picks. Seattle. Houston has two picks. Seattle has two picks. Um, so there, there are some teams that that are gonna make some moves. Like again, I'm I'm excited for this draft just because I just want to see what happens. To me, usually I'm good at like getting like, you know, eight to twelve picks right on my mock drafts. I don't know if I'm gonna get five, right? Because I just feel like there's just gonna be so many drafts. I mean, so many trades going on. What like Houston's gonna mess this whole thing up? Like absolutely, they're just gonna. They they might hear my hear this podcast and be like, let me just get him, right, and mess up his mock draft because they're they're about to just blow this whole. If they don't go quarterback with the second pick, so many chaos. yeah chaos is gonna happen. So Freaks many people off. are gonna try to get up there, uh, figure out what's going on. CJ, like I said, I for, since the end of the season, it's been CJ Stroud the number one pick. And then after CJ, and then the last two months have been uh, Bryce Young. Okay, he's the number one pick, right? And all of a sudden today, like there's reports of uh, of him falling out of the top ten for something. Like what? I I never get that. Like what happened between the end of the season to today? The you know couple of days before before the draft that all of a sudden he's not a top ten talent. It's great. It's it's gonna be a mess, and I can't wait to see it all. But that's our your that, first Puro Pincho Primos NFL Mock Draft 2023. The biggest prediction: the Houston Texans will screw everything. Up. They will screw everything up, and I can't wait. I will laugh at it. We are the Puro Pincho Primos, and we are out.